Welcome to the Poem of the Week. Each week, our poems are intended to help you practice the best, most current medicine by alerting you to studies that could change your practice. As usual, our host this week is National Public Radio's Dr. Michael Wilkes and Essential Evidence Senior Editor, Dr. Mark Abel. Gentlemen. Good morning, Mark. How are you? I'm doing well, Mike. How are you doing? Good, thanks. We have been COVIDed to death for the past couple of years, but there's still some really interesting, uh, important research that's coming out. I- I'm not sure why we still call this COVID-19 uh, now that we're in 2022, and we've got all these variants, and uh, it seems like uh, we're beyond COVID-19. But regardless of that, co- COVID-19 patients typically present with symptoms and signs of respiratory tract infections, but 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 cardiac manifestations, including signs of, of myocardial injury, are not uncommon. Certainly, some people with cardiovascular disease are at higher risk for COVID because of comorbidities, and there does seem to be an association between pre-existing cardiovascular disease, things like hypertension and coronary artery disease, and the risk and severity of COVID-19 infections. But others seem to develop symptoms of cardiovascular disease because of COVID. There are lots of theories here. Uh, Possible causes of myocardial injury in patients with COVID include hypoxic injury, uh, tocosubo syndrome, cardiomyopathy, uh, ischemic injury caused by cardiac microvascular dysfunction, a small vessel cardiac uh, vasculitis, right? heart strain, which perhaps might be itself caused by a pulmonary embolism, uh, adult respiratory distress syndrome, myocarditis, and then there's the systemic inflammatory response syndrome due to perhaps a, a, a cytokine storm. Those are all theories. None of them have been proven. The question is, how common is cardiovascular disease following uh, COVID-19? You found uh, a very interesting uh, research article published in Nature Medicine in 2022. For those following along, it starts on page uh, 583. It asks the question, is the risk of cardiovascular events increased following COVID-19 infections? Mark, what did they find? Yeah, this is a really important study and, uh, and really the best evidence we have so far to quantify what is that impact on cardiovascular events after having had uh, about of COVID. So this was a retrospective cohort study from the VA system, and they found 5 million veterans who were enrolled in the VA in 2019 who didn't have a documented positive COVID test, and about 154,000 who were alive 30 days after a positive result for COVID. They also had another comparison group, which was a historical cohort of VA patients cared for, <clears throat> excuse me, during the two years prior to the pandemic. The average age uh, not surprisingly, was a bit older, being a VA, 61 to 63 years. About 20% were black and 90% were, of course, men. Uh, they balanced the COVID-19 positive and negative groups using propensity scores uh, and, and adjusting for age, demographics, comorbidities, and a variety of factors. So they did some kind of cool nerdy things like they picked a positive outcome control, something you would expect to see more often in COVID patients like fatigue, and also some negative outcome controls, which you would expect not to see more often in COVID patients like melanoma and hypertrichosis. And they found that um, what they expected, you know, more fatigue in the COVID patients, no difference in the negative outcome controls. Uh, The likelihood overall that a patient with COVID-19 infection experiencing 
uh, one of the many cardiovascular conditions they looked at was significantly increased with hazard ratios uh, generally between one and a half and two and a half. So about twice as likely that they would experience one of these cardiovascular events. Now, the risk was increased much more for hospitalized patients and especially those who've been cared for in the ICU. So for example, there'd be about five, excuse me, five additional diagnoses of heart failure for every thousand non-hospitalized patients, 45 more for every thousand hospitalized patients, and 78 more for every 1,000 ICU patients. So big increase, especially for those patients who were sicker. For cerebrovascular disease, the corresponding excess burdens per thousand are 3, 20, and 31 for unhospitalized, hospitalized, and ICU respectively. Hazard ratios were somewhat higher in those folks who had pre-existing cardiovascular disease, and they were consistent by age, race, and sex. That didn't seem to matter. The excess burdens of the composite of all-cause mortality, myocardial infarction, and stroke were 13, 51, and 138 per 1,000 persons for non-hospitalized, hospitalized, and ICU patients. For any cardiovascular event, they were 26, 161, and 312 per thousand for those same care settings. So bottom line, this virus is somewhat different, right? In this very careful analysis, they found a large increase in cardiovascular events in the 12 months following COVID-19 infection, and the greatest risk was in those with more severe disease. Now, the excess risk for non-hospitalized COVID-19 patients was much smaller, but at a population level, you know, we're still talking about a huge impact. So, uh, for example, if we're talking about 26,000 additional cardiovascular events per million persons with non-hospitalized COVID-19. So that's a big impact at the population level. At a more practical level, uh, is there anything that we should be doing or thinking about uh, with someone that has COVID other than just asking them about symptoms? Yeah, I mean, I think we should have a heightened index of suspicion when someone does have, who's been hospitalized with COVID especially, uh, who has symptoms that could be a cardiovascular event. I don't think we have evidence for heightened screening or anything like that. And we also don't know the extent to which this uh, increase in risk is going to persist. This was in the first year following uh, hospitalization. It's not clear how long it's going to continue beyond this. Is it a short-term or is it a long-term impact? Right. I mean, I guess it gets back to if it's inflammatory, it could be something that resolves. If it's structural, it might be permanent. Anyways, thanks, Mark. Very interesting. Uh, Something for us to keep in mind as we see uh, our COVID patients recover. Uh, We'll talk to you again in a week. Sounds good. Well, that's this week's poem. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to read this and other recent poems, please go to www.essentialevidence.com. And please join us again next week for another medical poem. 